Good evening, baseball fans. It is Monday, May 29th. It is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. I shouldn't say happy Memorial Day because it's not technically like a happy holiday, but it's a Memorial Day where we remember our um, fallen soldiers and, you know, all of the people who died to uh, give us all the freedoms and, um, you know, make us the some of you may question this, like the great United States of America. And if you do question it, I maybe, maybe, I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. Like now we're like straying into political things and I don't want to do that. So um, I am Susie. That is Tom. If you are new to the show, uh, it, it used to be Susie and Shelby. It is for the time being Susie and Tom um, because Tom is an awesome pinch hitter. And is gracious enough to come on and, and uh, fill in uh, because, unfortunately, Shelby had to step away from the show f- uh, due to time constraints. Like, she's not dead or anything. Like, we're still friends. Um, like, I got so many DMs. Are, are you and Shelby okay? I'm like, yeah, why? And they're all, well, she's not on the show anymore. I'm like, y'all don't listen to the show then because I've explained this on the show multiple times what happened. And so they're like, well, you but you. And I was like, yeah, no, we're friends. Like, she just. She's busy and, you know, unfortunately this takes more time and it's not a thing. So like, oh, good. I'm all, I don't know. Anyways, um, so I'm Susie. That is Tom. If you recognize Tom, you may recognize Tom from his many other podcasts, uh, namely the Astros Baseball co- Podcast. Um, I don't know, some football podcast. I don't do the football. We have one. So. It's it's very early, early development. We're working on it. I mean, the season's a ways out. Football's really just getting into the full swing. So as it ramps up more, we'll we'll hype it up and definitely have more content for you guys to uh, consume right yeah, now. No, I, don't, I don't care about football. Yeah. Hey, no. it's, it's understandable. It's not all the balls all the time. No, no, just just baseball. No football. Um, or the relevant app, because both Tom and I are on the relevant app um, on two different teams. Um, Tom is on the less fun team with him and Rob. Um, <laughs> Rob, don't come for me. You know it's true. I'm just kidding. Rob is fun. Too. We don't yeah. have the drinking games yet. We got to come up with something to compete with Susie's mm-hmm. amazing drinking games. I've played. It is not for the faint of heart. You, you will consume compete. copious amounts of alcohol, especially if the Astros are hitting. That's fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so this is Bourbon and Baseball. This is uh, season two, episode 28, the one where we talk about everyone and all of the teams. Um, if, Like I said, if you are new to the show, if you are new to me, you should probably know that this is a rated R show, um, not for the faint of heart and or children, but I'm not going to judge you if you let your children listen to this. Just know that there are copious amounts of F words and um, probably inappropriate adult humor. So if you don't care, I don't care. Just don't come for me. Um, F word abounds. Okay. I really like the F word and I'm not talking about food, although I really do like food too, but that's not the F word I'm talking about. Um, like I said, inappropriate adult humor. I mean, there's just really, you just can't talk about baseball without sexual innuendos because it's a thing. And I don't understand how the, how actual professional people can talk and say the things that they say without just cracking up. Like, I, I don't understand how they say, oh, he, he put some good wood on that, sir. (laughs) I'm sorry. What, what did you, what did you just say? And like, how did you say it? And why did you say it like that? What? hmm. Oh, that he's got a long stroke. Stop it. Stop it right now. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. I can't, I can't. And then I'm a 12 year old boy in my brain and I'm like, I, nope, it's all funny. It's all funny. So, um. Just know that we will talk about um, NL, 
AL teams. Probably not get to all of them, um, but we'll hit around. And then we will talk about our favorite team, the Astros. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, they're my favorite team. Sorry, Yankees. You're on the back burner. Um, where shall we start? Should we start in the NL? So it's a good place to start for us so we can well, build up thanks. to the AL and the, the, the juggernaut that is the Tampa Bay Rays. No, I'm thinking Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's yeah, let's start in the uh let's start in the NL and the <clears throat> excuse me, the Atlanta Braves and the LA Dodgers, because you know that's exactly who we had in the post or in the preseason, like being the front runners. Um Although the Braves are now currently getting smoked by the by the A's, like currently as we record, uh, so you know we all have we all have off nights because yes, because they are currently getting smoked by the <laughs> Oakland Athletics, the ten win Oakland Athletics. It is bottom of the eighth, um, and it is seven to two Athletics right now. It's not what I had pictured at all in the least bit, but again. We all have off nights. Um, oh, Look, yeah. as an Astros fan who just got a chance to see Oakland for six games in seven days, right-ish, mm -hmm. sort of. I mean, maybe 10 days, probably. There is a lot of good young talent on that Oakland team. And while you see their record and you go, the Oakland A's stink. They're horrible. They're giving up all these runs. They can also score them in bunches. If they can get any kind of pitching going on, they'll be decent. And mm -hmm. apparently whoever pitched tonight spun a gem because to only All give Blackburn. up to only give up two runs to that, that Atlanta Braves offense that is very volatile. Now, the one thing I wonder if you, if you, if you watched a lot of baseball guys move around. So Carlos Correa was playing for the twins today against our Astros. He struggled mightily first, you know, first time this season, I believe back in the juice box. Something weird about going to your old stomping grounds where you just don't perform that well. There's a lot of guys on that Atlanta Braves team that were <laughs> Oakland A's. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta basically robbed them of all their talent and said, here, you can have some minor league guys that we may not want ever again. And yeah, they're struggling. Huh? Yeah. But like, but Matt Olson is one for three with two runs and a ribby. One strikeout on a walk. Sean Murphy is one for three uh, with a ribby and a walk and a strikeout. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but no. I Pretty much that's the only, that's it. well, and Austin Riley. So it's pretty much the top of the order doing doing damage. Um, Ozzy Albies has gotten a hit, but, but the rest of the lineup has not done anything. So they're one for six with runners uh in scoring position so there's that um but it was michael soroka that was the the starter for them so maybe that that may be it mm. i don't know and he what came back after two years i think of two blown achilles i think that was what his thing was so you know but i mean the fact that they've lost two of their starters start uh starting pitchers and then they're still like rolling, you know, it's the Braves. So you're just, you're going to have an off day. Um, but the Braves are 32 and 21. They lead the NL and the Dodgers in hot on their heels, 32 and uh, 22 winning percentage of 593 versus the winning percentage of 604. Yes. Tiny kitten. 
we they, got a tiny kitten situation over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. They are two of the best teams in baseball. I mean, they're you when they look at their their rosters, it, it there's no reason why they shouldn't be as good as they are. It uh it's weird though. Baseball's funny. You would think they have no business losing to an Oakland Athletics team. Here they are potentially gonna lose. Yeah, uh, but you know, baseball baseball's dumb because the Miami Marlins is second place in the in the NL East. Um, 28 and 26. Their uh, winning percentage is 519. And the New York Mets at exactly 500. The Phillies at 25 and 28. Uh, 472. And then the Washington Nationals at 23 and 30. And then um, the Do- uh, excuse me, the Diamondbacks, those snakes, those snakes are sneaky. It's a sneaky snake. Uh, 31 and 23. They're only a game back of the Dodgers. The Arizona Diamondbacks. I've been calling for this. The preseason said if they got any sort of pitching, they would be in it. Wild card. That I called it. Called that. And then the central. I mean, what are we doing, Central? Um, St. Louis got hot for a hot second and then not so hot. So they're still tied. Oh no, they're not tied any longer. Um, oh, and they're not the last team, last place team any longer. That's between <laughs> well, the Washington Nationals and the Chicago Cubs. Poor Cubs. So are they going to sell then at the deadline? I was not thinking that they were, but looking at this, they may, they may blow it up. And what does that mean? Really? I mean, does that mean they send Stroman somewhere? Marcus Stroman? Probably. Does that mean they turn around and they move um, the ex-Dodger? Justin Steele? Oh, oh Cody no. Bellinger? Bellinger. Yeah. I don't think Steele's going anywhere. He's good and he's young. And I think they build around him. But you've got a, you've got guys that they the aging veterans and I guess Bellinger's not an aging veteran, but they only brought him in on a one year deal. Rental type players that, yeah, another team could go. You know what? I'll take them for a stretch run and then we'll see what happens. I I believe that that's probably if they're if I'm if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm rooting for that because being in the middle is the worst place in the world in any sport. Right. You either need to be all the way at the bottom or all the way at the top, and if you're in yeah. the middle. You're just screwed both ways. You can't go get good young talent because you're not drafting high enough and you're not good enough to go compete with the with the big boys because they've got all the talent. So well, and they've got they've got some young talent that that has come up and done some done some damage. I mean, um Matt, aka Mash Mervis, um, their first baseman because they DFA'd Eric Eric Hosmer. Um, and so now it, first base is being platooned by um our our World Series hero Trey Mancini and uh, Matt Mervis, <laughs> um, and then uh, Morel, the um, tiny mushroom man that I like to call him, um, that did some freaking damage against us. He's been all kinds of hot. Um, I want to say there's there's Justin Steele who we teed off on, but has been overall really really good. And then there was one other really young player. Um, Nico Horner, that's who mm-hmm. I, their second baseman, Nico Horner. So, I mean, a, a decent group of, of young kids, like, coming up that they could probably build around. What's the deal with Marcus Stroman? I, I obviously, this is, like, pre-Susie before baseball knowledge. What's what's the deal with him? How? All I know is that, like, he is. Socially, um, is that what you mean? The player? Uh, I guess. 
I gathered kind of tangentially that Astros fans not a fan of Marcus Stroman and I didn't know if it was like that particular group of Astros fans or like if he said shit about like the cheating scandal overall or like what what was the deal with Marcus Stroman and like oh no he spoke out openly against the Astros for cheating oh okay he was with his chest out you know like like Cody Bellinger level I don't think anybody's Cody Bellinger level but so like because Cody did it in front of a camera like Uh Strowman did it on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were tweets out there. So he's actually made a, more enemies than friends. Like he went after the Yankees and Yankees Twitter. And he just, he's one of those guys that probably shouldn't be tweeting anything. You know? <laughs> Take like, away his phone. Basically. I mean, it can't help him. It can only hurt him. You know? So gotcha. Okay. There's a lot of fans that aren't a fan of Sherman. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually like, I didn't, I didn't know that whole, whole deal. And I was like, what's wrong with Marcus Sherman? I mean, like I've seen his, cause he is quite outspoken about, about a lot of various things. So I didn't know which thing people were mad about. So, you know, it is what it is. So, um, you know, but the, uh, the Pittsburgh pirates still have a better record than the St. Louis Cardinals. So I don't know what they're doing over there. And then San Diego spent nine gajillion dollars to be one of the last place teams in the NL. I don't know what they, they're doing over there either. They started a series with the Yankees and, and stuck it to them and then proceeded to lose the next two games. And that's with Tatis homering. That's with uh, Juan Soto going. Juan Soto going. I mean, tape measure bombs. And I was like, they're back. That's all they yeah. needed. Those were the guys who were struggling. Didn't matter. The pitching sucked. Uh, Hugh Darvish got shelled, and Hugh Darvish was in historically owning the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he gives up all these runs. So it's um, a mess all the way around. I don't know how you fix the Padres right now. I don't. I don't know. Manny Machado's hurt. He has a fracture and something. Finger, hand, wrist. I think it was a hand. Hand. Okay. It's, I was like, wait, Manny Machado's not playing. What's going on? Obviously, I've paid so much attention to the Padres. Um, and then the Colorado Rockies have been sticking it to teams that they probably shouldn't be sticking it to. But it's neither here nor there. Um, the Brewers. Damn you, Brewers. Um, we lost a series against the Brewers. And that's just unfortunate. Because the we used up all our rounds. And the... <laughs> Say it with your chest, Tom. Uh, <laughs> the first place in the Central, yes, yes, 28 and 25. I mean, it's not a, I mean, I say it's not a record to to write home about, but, you know, it's only it's only lower than us by a smidge. I don't actually know what the level of um, quantity of smidge is, but, you know, it is, it is what it is over there. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, I don't. I don't know what the Brewers are doing though, because if you go to the wild card standings, like, are, are they getting a wild? Are, are they getting? Yeah, no, I say a wild card. They're not getting a wild card. They are getting into the uh, the playoffs because they're leading the uh, the Central. Do you think they hold on to the Central though? Is the question? So last year, about this time, they were in a similar position, out in front, you know, playing good baseball, get to the trade <laughs> and then, deadline, and then they trade their closer, and it was like. Excuse me? 
and they had they had a guy that, that was I believe their setup guy that looked really good, promising, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're leading the division. Why would you trade? You know, a stud? yeah. Well, I mean, and Devin Williams and his Airbender are magical slash nasty. And I, I mean, I don't know. But who? I mean, who else out of the Central is going to take it? Because oh. this, the second place Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, I was well. That's what I was kind of getting to. For whatever reason, St. Louis found a way and walked them down. So, I know the hole is great, and they've been very average, but their lineup is very potent. Yeah, they've got all the all the bop in the world in that lineup. If they can find an ounce of pitching, there's nothing stopping them from getting them. Not to mention they play each other a ton, you know, in, interdivisionally. So. Yeah. Well, um, so a few episodes ago, I had on um, Kelsey Bird, who has her own podcast called Peace, Love and Baseball and big cards fan, huge cards fan. We talked about Wilson Contreras and the whole thing. And we talked a lot about their pitching um, philosophy, essentially. And it's basically they're from top to bottom. It's pitch to contact ground balls. Don't, do not try and strike anybody out. And I was like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm all. I mean, yeah, like I understand kind of the concept, but you're not trying to strike anybody out. Like that's why that's why your infield defense is so good. But like, you know, with the with the banning of the shift or the not the banning of the shift, I guess the um, moving of the shift. Um, it is it has hurt them because you know it's no longer right at the player uh and so now that is i mean they don't have the best pitching lineup <laughs> to begin with but you take away the shift and then it's exponentially worser that's not a word more bad that is also not correct <laughs> <laughs> oh lord and that, this is without any alcohol people this is without any alcohol sober susie word struggler <laughs> I would probably care less if I had alcohol. That's that's mm. probably what needs to happen, anyways. Um, but it just it's not a good situation. I mean, you have ninety year old Adam Wainwright. He's not ninety. He's he's forty one. In baseball 40? years, he's ninety. Forty one. Yeah. Uh, but I think I honestly believe that they kept him on for veteran like leadership and not so much pitching capabilities, right? Um, and then, you know, Jack Flaherty, who has been hurt and Miles Michaelis. And then you had, you know, um, Jordan Montgomery that they went and got at the trade deadline has been arguably kind of their best pitcher that they got from the Yankees last year. So, you know, it is, I guess it is what it is at this point, but people are calling for Ryan Helsey's head because apparently Helsey's blown a bunch of saves and I'm all, I, yikes. So <laughs> Cardinals fans. Sound off in the comments um, and tell me, do you want Ryan Helsey's head? Do you want, um, whose head do you want? Are you okay with Ollie Marmol? Do you want Ollie Marmol fired? Because that's between that whole dynamic and the clubhouse and the Wilson Contreras thing and then Andrew Kisner. I, I don't know what's going on there. But it's maybe, a lot. Maybe they pull it out. I don't, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they trade away their 43 outfield depth positions and get, get some starting pitching. Who knows? Um, so Arizona has been doing it though. I am also secretly not so secretly rooting for the diamondbacks to win it all 
not win it all all because you know masters um but like i would love it to see the the uh diamondbacks and the the baby backs huh um take on atlanta or the dodgers although i don't think that's gonna happen so it would be a nice pipe dream i'd love that to see them take on the dodgers and win i don't think they could take on the braves though because the dodgers have lost all kinds of starting pitching too it's like the year of hurt pitchers and you know what it's normally like injuries happen right we see them all the time but for whatever reason, this year, and, and I keep looking at the pitch clock thing, you're seeing pitchers just go down everywhere. And maybe not, you know, extreme stuff, but it's weird, like funky injuries, right? Forearms, shoulders, yeah. lats. I mean, just, just all different things. Where I'm sure there were those injuries before, but it just seems more prevalent this year than in recent years. Yeah, I don't. It's, I don't even know. Well, and so the Dodgers have called up two of their prospects. Um, another, uh, Bobby Miller, who's throwing fire. Um, Gavin Stone, who apparently was really good as well. So just Bobby I Miller mean, is a linebacker with a baseball in his hand. He is six five two twenty. Like those are, those are combine measurables for a linebacker in football with a baseball. Like, that, so he's I can't like, imagine being in the batter's box and that dude getting like what what, what is it twenty something inches up? Yeah, and then he's six five. Where, where's this ball coming from? The sky? So it's he, be ridiculous. So he's like Jordan size. He might might be. Uh, is Jordan that big or is he bigger? I want to say you. I thought Jordan was six six four six five. No. I obviously I don't know height obviously because you know. They're saying that Alex Bregman and Jeremy Payne are the same height. Jordan I, is 6'5", 225. So, so if Jordan skipped a lunch and put him on the mound, that's what you got. That's Bobby Miller. That's scary. That's a, yes. That's, that's, that's a scary thought. So basically, like, he's halfway he's halfway to the plate. Like, by the time he, like, releases that ball, that's that's some scary shit. That is some scary shit. Um, and I've Nobody's said charging the mound at that dude. <sighs> no. No, no, no. Um, I'll, but like, you you don't you definitely don't rely on Will Smith as the catcher to to um, to save you. Although, if you're Marzello Zuna, you you just backswing him and you're okay. I don't I don't know that maybe that's a situation we need to talk about. Like, what the fuck, Marzello Zuna? How are you? <laughs> He's like, well, everybody knows that's what I do. Well, then maybe you should not like. That's head injuries, bro. What the fuck are you doing? Stop it. I will say this, though. In watching that, I mm-hmm. felt like Will Smith jumped out of the crouch way too soon. Like, he was up in, like, I would think in his in his personal bubble. Now, I'm sure his, his, his backswing is probably way longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. But he probably needs to stay down just a little bit longer. And then maybe he didn't get hit. Well... And I think maybe it was a little, he was a little bit more, um, I don't want to say in tune because he had just come off of um, concussion protocol. But, and Marcelo Zuna is way far back in that box, like way far. That sounded way worse than it I meant to. He's standing like <laughs> literally, his back foot is like on the way back line. That's just, that's, I didn't, I didn't mean to see it's, 
and I say the things and I don't, and then it, and then I replay it. Ma'am, what did you mean by that, ma'am? I have all the questions, ma'am. What did you mean? That's, that's how, that's how the announcers get away with it. Um, because they don't, they don't listen to themselves as they're talking and they like, oh shit, now it's too late. And then if I say anything, it's going to draw more attention. Um, but yeah, no, his like his Marcelo Zuna's like back foot is is I think right on top of that back line, and you're all, sir, that's that's very that's very. Why are you standing so far back in the box? Like, and and then like listening to reasoning on that was you know like so that he has more time to see it. I'm all more time, like like half a second more. Okay, whatever. But then that ump cam. Now, I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody. How anybody, literally anybody, hits a fucking baseball because that um cam, I'm I'm sorry, nope, oh, nope, yeah, I hurry. can't, I can't, uh, I can't fault anybody, Jeremy Pena. Like when we're talking shit about you, th- uh, trying sliders, to, trying to hit low and away sliders. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I talk all the shit. Okay, like I can't, I don't, I couldn't hit it. Nope, no, no, I'm very sorry. And I think maybe, I think maybe we need to see the ump cam a little bit more so that like Yahoo's like. 99% of the rest of the people that don't play actual professional baseball will be like, why the fuck are you swinging at that, bro? I'll take, I'll take that 500 feet deep. No, the fuck you wouldn't. Shut the fuck up. If you could do that, you would actually be there, okay? Like, you wouldn't. Stop it. Um, Spencer Strider, that was just nasty. Just absolutely nasty. And then um, <laughs> we're going to get to you wander on. That's just I, I'm shaking my head for all of the uh, people that are just listening and not on the YouTubes. Um, if you don't follow the twins and if you did not watch this last um, twins versus Astros game, uh, you won't know who you Tron, who they're that's the twins closer. And when I say the twins closer, like you want to talk about absolute freaking fire and filth and nastiness. Um, try having a hundred and four mile an hour fastball just dotted at you and then. Um, conversely, an 86 mile an hour curveball coming out of the same slot. Like it's not, it's not pretty in the least bit at all. There's just no way. And so I can't even get mad at people. I can't even get mad at people when they're like getting dotted up by 104 mile an hour fastballs. Everyone's like, it's so easy to hit. I'm sorry. What now? No. So you know how we talked about Bobby Miller? Mm-hmm. Six, five, two twenty. Mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez, 6'5", 225. Johan Duran, 6'5", 230. So he's got a little he's extra solid. junk in his wagon. He's a solid motherfucker. <laughs> solid motherfucker. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Nope. No one's charging down at him either. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think everybody needs needs to watch ump, ump cam footage of pitches just just coming in and then you're all mm, maybe that's why maybe that's why they're not mm, able to hit a ball because it lo- looks like a fucking aspirin coming at you like what <laughs> and then people are like oh yeah no you can see the seams i'm sorry what seams i didn't even see that ball at all in the least bit and now you're talking to me about fucking seams no absolutely not sir S- stop it and then um my husband used to used to play baseball and like you know played like minor league ball and all that fun stuff and so he, like he's like oh yeah no everybody you know you see I'm all you you see what what are you seeing you're not seeing shit no like I don't mm, no um so it's 
if you if you heard the commotion, that is the new kitten just getting into all of the things, apparently. So I have a new orange kitten that has adopted us. And I have children, and they're very cute, and they just, look at this kitten, mom. <laughs> so anyhow, it's the commotion that you heard. I apologize. So, um, yeah, so that's the NL. And um, Braves, Dodgers, Mets, I don't know what you're doing, Mets. Mets are just... Mets are not having a good time, but their baby Mets are doing very well. They're letting the kids play, unlike some people. Um, and their 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 baby Mets are doing very well. Francisco are we going to do Alvarez, that this evening? <laughs> Brad, no, we're not. Fred Beatty, um, Mark Vientos. I mean, just catcher, first base, third base. They're doing it all over there, baby Mets, and just absolutely helping that team out. Um, Justin Verlander, however. I guess we got the one good year of Justin Verlander. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe it's still early for him though. And it's like spring training still for him. Like he's not locked in completely yet. So I think we got more than there. one year out of Justin Verlander. I think, no, no, just again, the one year of a 40 year old Justin Verlander. I think again, the Astros were wise not to chase the last little bit of baseball left because he's proven this year already. It's there. But in between maybe as, that, maybe not as consistent as it as it once was, though. He's very mortal compared to past years where teams weren't doing anything with him. Now, occasionally he'll get he'll get touched up a bit. So, yeah. Same thing with Scherzer too. Both of those guys have not been the forty five million dollar man or forty three million dollar man or whatever. No, no. Um. Just Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander's salaries are more than the entire Oakland A's payroll. That's some bullshit, guys. By a lot. Some, it's not even close. That is some fucking bullshit. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna roll through the AL just real real quick. Um, the AL East is a wagon, guys. Just just know that the AL East is a wagon, and that if um, three of those teams were in other divisions. It, it'd be over so tampa bay rays look good on you um the baltimore orioles would be a bigger story if the tampa bay rays were not doing what they are doing because the baltimore orioles are only four games back and um they are doing this without <laughs> without pitching guys without without pitching okay they're just they're just hitting the ball all of the places that people aren't. And then the Tampa Bay Rays just have, have it on both ends in spades. And um, <clears throat> Jose Siri, I miss you and your lollipops in your hair. Okay. Like, but I just, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think Jose Siri could do that here in the Astro dugout. I don't, I don't think uh Dusty Baker was going to be about that life. Not in the least bit at all. The one thing I'll say, and this has nothing to do with Dusty. This is more about some players and it's like they need to find that one home where they just feel comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. As much as, you know, I assume you and a lot of people loved Jose Siri, the flamboyant guy that he was, the way that he played the game. He never felt comfortable at the plate anywhere. You know, like he just, it just, it wasn't him. It wasn't the right fit. He gets to Tampa. They say, Hey, we're going to give you center field. We don't care, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to make an error, you're going to make an error. If you're going to strike out a bunch, you're going to strike out a bunch. And they just let the kid play. And 
With the Astros, it was more like, bro, this team is set to do damage. I can't afford you to, you, you can't be effing around. Like, I well, need but that. I think, I mean, he, but he was about that part of that whole center field carousel with him and Jake Myers and then, and then chat and then like it was in Miles Straw. Like, it was a whole carousel before, before Siri kind of got his footing and then he pimped that home run. And then he tweeted about the home run. And I think that was the last straw. Look, I don't think it had anything to do with the home run. You don't? Okay. No, no, no. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to break it down. Because Jose Siri was a K machine. The Astros pride themselves on not K-ing a ton. They're one of the least struck out teams in all of baseball. Jose Siri was not that Ex- dude. Excluding Martin Maldonado, guys. Don't like uh, when again, we say these things, just don't think re- about Martin Maldonado. He's beyond reproach. Martin can do no wrong. no wrong. He can yeah, he walks on water. Anyway, so in 2021, when he was a member of the Houston Astros, he had 49 plate appearances, 46 at bats. He struck out 17 times. So literally half. It was a K. And it was just like, yo, bro, you know, calm down. Um, 2022 with the Astros. Struck out 48 times in 135 at-bats. The dude was just a K all the time. And that was with a 178 batting average. Yeah. So, Well, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not that anymore. No, he's found it. He's found it. And he's very comfortable over there because um, the Rays are just playing out of their freaking minds. Just all of them, literally all of them. I want to say that there's like seven players with an OPS plus of a hundred or more. Like what now? Um, Did you know that Josh, Josh Lowe is Nathaniel Lowe's brother? Mm -hmm. I was not aware of that. I did not know that. (laughs) Did not. Oh, and back to Jose Siri. So he gets traded to Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, batting average goes up 241. Hits four homers. K 60 times in 178 at-bats. So the guy has 325 at-bats and Ks 108 times. So every third at-bat was a K. And that was the problem. Yeah. And this year, guess what? Allowed him to play. He's 27. Now he's had 30, 33 strikeouts in 100 of bats, but he's got nine homers and 20 RBIs. And you're like, I can live with that. The Astros could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the Tampa Bay Rays say, Jose Siri, come, come, come play for that. Come play with us over here. Live your best life. <laughs> Harold Ramirez and lollipops in your hair. Like, do it. Do it all day. Um, yeah, so Tampa Bay Rays are a wagon, and that's with missing 43% of their starting pitching as well. So um, they are getting touched up a little bit more. The arms that they have brought up to replace the other arms are getting touched up a little. Um, but then they just bring out a barrage of, of um, no-name relievers, and you're like, who the fuck are you? Hm, just the Tampa Bay Ray arm factory over here, just doing the things. So... Um, remember how I said that they were going to fix Jake Deepman? Um, they I think did. He, he, well, yes and no. His first appearance looked great. Second appearance got touched up. 
So I think it's a it's a work in progress for Jake Diekman. Um so the Baltimore Orioles, like I said, four games back, their winning percentage is 630. The New York Yankees are 32 and 23. Boston Red Sox, 28 and 25. And the Toronto Blue Jays, 28 and 26. Toronto has lost um the like their last win um was they took the one from the Rays where they just demolished them like 20 to one or something like that. And then they proceeded to get smoked by the Rays. And then um, they went into the Yankees and got swept. Am I correct on that? I think. Yeah. They won today though, I believe, or they won yesterday. Okay. I think they won to, I think they won today. Okay. Let me check on that so that I don't, uh, no, they did not. They got shut out today. Did they really? Jeez. By the Cubs. Mm-hmm. By, by, by who? Oh, by that I, was the Rays. Exactly. No, the Rays got shut out by the Cubs. Uh, Toronto did That's... not. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm a dumbass. And um, apparently my my brain said Rays. Jays, same thing. <laughs> the Jays won 3-0 yesterday against the Twins. But they were 3-7 okay. and seven in their last 10. So they are struggling mightily. Um. The let's see. So Jose Barrios has been meh, uh Kikuchi. I can't say that name without giggling in my head, obviously. <laughs> and then um Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa, I don't know what's wrong with you. And all of the all of the stats said that Alex Man- Alec Manoa, Alex, Alec Manoa was playing out of his mind last season and he's now regressing to his mean basically. And I don't, if I never hear the phrase regressing to the mean ever fucking again, it will be too soon. Okay. Literally. That's what like everyone is saying. I'm all, I can't, I can't. So basically this, this is Alec Manoa. This is who Alec Manoa is. Last season was a fluke and that kind of sucks for the blue Jays. Cause Alec Manoa was on fucking fire for them. And Gosman's gotten touched up. So at this point in time, you're like, who's your stopper? Jose Barrios? What's going on there? So Chris Bassett has actually been really good for them. So I think this year Chris Bassett has been their stopper, which I don't think I saw ever. No, <laughs> not not in my head, Chris Bassett, but he's been really good for them. Um, but yeah. And um I don't know what, what's happening over there with the Blue Jays because they have that deep, deep lineup, and it's not working. It's not working. Um, Vladdy, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman has cooled off. Um, Bobachet, but their backup catcher, Danny Jansen, just went on the IL. Alejandro Kirk is is up there. Um, they traded away their third catcher, Gabriel Moreno, to the Diamondbacks. So, I don't know. I don't know, Blue Jays. Blue Jay fans, if you're there, are you worried yet? Are you are you panicking? Are is your hand hovering over the panic button, or is it like, yeah, like <laughs> pressing it completely? Um, you know, because like I said, if you were in any other division, like you would be, you would be good, um, ish, good ish. You would be the central. The you would be tied central. for first. Nope. <laughs> You'd be tied for first in the central. So, um, in the central, you got the Twins at twenty eight and twenty six. The second place Detroit Tigers. What, like, I'm sorry, what now? How, how? Cleveland? AJ Hinch has them boys playing. Hungry. Apparently, it only took benching Javi Baez. 
And then since then, they've been like, oh, cool. This is what we need to do. And then Eduardo Rodriguez flipped a switch. He's going to opt out of his player thing. And um, Is he going to be a Texas Ranger? St. Louis Cardinal. I think he's going to be St. Louis Cardinal. Do you think the Rangers will go out and get more starting pitching? It's their bullpen that hurts them. It's not the starters. Well, Aroldis Chapman is going to be a Texas Ranger at the at the trade deadline. Like I'm, that's where I'm putting him right now. I think he's going to be a Dodger. Their bullpen sucks too. Mm-hmm. That screams like a Dodger thing to do. Yeah, yeah, but the rain, the Rangers need starting pitching though, or uh, not starting pitching. Excuse me, bullpen help. And so I just think, I think they're going to, I think at the dread deadline, they're like, let's go get all the bullpen. Let's go. Because we all know Astros fans. I know you don't want to hear this. I know you don't want to hear this. And I know you're not going to believe me, but y'all need to be worried about the Rangers. We need to be worried about the Rangers. I will put it out there because um, they had done most, most of their damage without Corey Seager. And now that Corey Seager is back and hitting freaking bombs, you think that with the way that we're playing right now, you think that this is that that they're not a problem? They're they're gonna be a problem, guys. Like I I don't want to say it because I hate Minimate Light in South Oklahoma, but you should probably take more stock in the Texas Rangers and don't just blow them off because they're gonna be a problem. I disagree, but that's because they have done this before. This is not this is not the first time they have come out of the gates in a hurry, look like they were going to be good, and then all of a sudden all their arms fall off or these young guys that are hitting right now forget how to hit. And Adolis Garcia, prime example, he absolutely crushes the Strohs in uh, in Arlington, right? Can't mm-hmm. hit for – or is it the other way around? He hits it's the other way around. Yeah. It's minimum. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, what, that's one of those weird things where it's like plays above and beyond – in that in in minimade light but i think that their schedule's been kind of easy they did have a great series against baltimore but um i just think the rangers are going to do ranger type things they always do it's it's like okay. the angels the angels look good on paper and then they come out and they do all the things and then at the end of the year going what happened to you rangers what happened or i'm sorry angels angels i meant angels so yeah but i i think I feel like this year's different. Nathan Nivaldi has been uh, okay. Now there, there are a lot of what did I say? There are a lot of ifs at the beginning of the season, preseason. I said there was a lot of ifs. If the starting pitching stayed healthy, if Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager played up to their their potential, and the other guys around them, and there there were a lot of ifs. And at this point in time, those ifs are coming true. I mean, like granted, they lost Jacob Degrom, and they're still doing this. Like I said, they 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 signed forty three starting pitchers because they knew. That everybody was going to be, get hurt. Dane Dunning has stepped up and moved from the starting rotation to the bullpen back to the starting rotation, you know. And Nathan Valdi has been playing freaking like his hair is on fire. And I'm like, oh, I was really hoping that Nathan Valdi, like what, 34 year old Nathan Valdi, was going to fall off, and he is not. He is just fucking shoved. I mean, I think his last three starts have been like a complete game shutout or a complete game. With like one run, maybe um, like eight innings. Um, I think the any the one of the starts before that was like seven innings. I mean, like he has just absolutely shoved for them. Like you want to talk about a stopper? Like it's Nathan Valdi. 
Martin Perez has done decent for them. Not the ace that he was last season, but still very good. John Gray has been really good for them. Andrew Heaney has taken whatever magic he had and brought it over. All of their starting pitching has has worked out up to this point. Jacob deGrom is now coming back, and I think he's throwing off the mound. Or is it flat ground? I don't remember. One I can of those. tell you he's on my fantasy team. I can tell is you he... exactly. He's sitting in my aisle slot. I can tell you exactly what he's doing. Okay. The little red, the little red box next to his name. It's like an up, updated news. I've got yeah. that. Um, he's, I mean, they're going to get him back at some point. So they're going to, you know, relegate Dane Dunning probably back to the bullpen. Um, so that will be another, you know, bullpen arm that will be good for them. Uh, so, but damn it, which Tavares, which Tavares is it, Tom? I always oh want. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's Leody. Yes. Okay. See, I was I was good. I did not say Willie, even though that was the first. <laughs> that was the first Tavares to come to mind. Was Willie Tavares? Two days it, ago, yeah. Degrom threw a thirty-one pitch bullpen session uh, Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, this is fourth bullpen session in the last week and a half, and took a significant step this time out. So. Okay. So Maybe. Is, is bullpen, is that off of flat ground? Is that on a oh, mound? No, like, I don't, flat that's ground? A normal, okay. No, no, no. That's a normal off the mound. Mound. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Opposite of what Lance McCullers did last time. Oh, God. Lance McCullers. Okay. Um. So, I, I, it sucks. It sucks to say. But well, listen, saying, back to the Rangers. You're talking about guys that are uh, performing lights out. The best possible scenario. This is for me. You know what the you know what this starting rotation looks like in my mind on paper. It's uh, Martin Maldonado having 16 hits in 16 games. Is it going to continue? I doubt it. Okay. I just okay. don't see it. That's fair. You, you, you're fair. telling me you're telling me a rotation of Dane Dunning and uh, Martin Perez being average not good he's probably the best name of all of those as far as like astros rangers whatever mm-hmm. martin perez has always dominated the strokes very mortal right now uh nathan navaldi nobody wanted him washed up you know the red sox were done with him now well there i think the red sox did want him just not at his price point not at nathan navaldi's price point and so i think the rangers were the I don't want to say the only option because I don't know, but the only option willing to pay him the price that he wanted. I mean, this is a team that went and traded for uh, Jake Odorizzi. What does that tell you? They were throwing stuff up against the wall, hoping something would stick. And it has, although Kumar Rocker is out with TJ. So, Oh, fun fact. The Rangers went out and got Odorizzi and Will Smith, who were traded for each other. Last year. Oh, that is all oh, that is right. That's <laughs> that's funny. Although for it being historically bad, both of them were bad. And people were like, change the scenery. They were like, you know what? We like those guys. We'll sign them. I just don't have any faith in it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I'll gladly yeah. say I was wrong. But until those guys can prove over the, the length of a season, everybody can have a good month. You know, that's true. That's true. So, I, I mean, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, um, I I think that the Rangers are a little bit more dangerous than the Astros fan base is giving them stock. I don't want to admit it. I don't. And it it hurts me. It pains me to say that. But unfortunately, I got to. Um, 
the Cleveland Guardians, Chicago White Sox. I mean, like, really, though, if the, if the White Sox go, like, they may be, they, they may overtake things, right? Although Dylan Cease is looking very mortal. And um, Kansas City, if the athletics were not as bad as they were, were, are, uh, we would be talking 100% about the, about the Royals right now. Kansas because- City beat the Cardinals today. With almost a perfect game. <laughs> With a combined perfect game. Like at this point, like you should have just let it happen, Cardinals. Like that would have been better. <laughs> but, it could have been I mean, a part of history. Yeah. But uh, but I mean Kansas City's on 17 and 38. Like they're only what? Uh well, hold on. Did the Athletics win yet? Or did the Braves make a miraculous comeback? I do not have the scores in front of me, but I will pull them up. I'm going to. Uh, no, no, no. Seven to Final. two. Seven to two. So they, they finally got to win number 11. <laughs> finally got to win number 11. So they're the Kansas City Royals are only they, they've only won six more games. Like they've they've. They're like, thank goodness for the athletics, man, or or we'd be the laughing stock. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Kansas City is gonna maybe not burn it all down, but they're definitely gonna maybe um maybe have a fire sale. I just want like their a half catcher. fire sale. I just want their catcher. They're not, they're not gonna, it it doesn't matter. It does not matter that 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 we get Salvi. Like it doesn't matter. It would though. I, I don't care what anybody says. Astros fans are bitter. They're they're upset. They have, they're rightfully so. If if Salvador Perez becomes a Houston Astro, Martin Maldonado will no longer be the starting catcher. I just don't care that that everybody feels like that Dusty Baker is going to do what Dusty does. I think they'll fire the guy if he plays Martin Maldonado over Salvador Perez. Um, hi Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Should we? I think we should start talking shit about the Yankees now. I think this is the this is today's the, uh... not the day though. They're doing their job today. No, shh. We don't want to give the Yankees any sort of kudos. That's not what we do on this show. Well, they've got a filthy, dirty cheater pitching today. So, and he's been caught multiple times and actually caught, caught once. That is true. That is true. Um, but, you know, I, it's, it's, it's Domingo Herman. Bader got hurt. Oh, I, I, that's sad. How did, oh, wait, didn't Rizzo get hurt too? Not today, though. Rizzo got hurt like yesterday, I think. And I didn't understand how Rizzo got hurt. And everyone was talking shit about Fernando Tatis Jr. And I was like, how? Why? Aaron, explain. Um, but yeah, apparently Bader got hurt. And I don't know how. Is he okay, Aaron? Um, if you're not if you're not on the YouTubes, uh, you can interact with us. Like while we're, because this is live right now. Um, when If you're listening to this later on in the podcast version, you cannot interact with us because it will not be live. But. So I'm asking Aaron, and Aaron is not typing at me, um, how Bader got hurt. Running to first, holding his hamstring. <gasps> oh, that's not so good. That is not so good. No, no. Nope. E. Not for a center fielder. <laughs> no. They need they need those muscles to, to do things. So, I mean, you get Luis Severino back, and now you, you minus a center fielder. That sucks for Yankees. I mean, good for us, I guess, but. Sucks for y'all. John Carlos Stanton, he's coming back. 
Oh, is he? Oh, well, he's yay. due to go out on a reha- rehab assignment. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Unless and he then, pulls a Michael Brantley, he, he should be good. <laughs> Carlos Rodon. We don't know when Carlos Rodon is going to come back. I don't even think Carlos Rodon is going to I don't think that guy's pitch. pitching for them this year. Even though somebody said that on Twitter and Carlos Rodon's wife came out and was like, bullshit, source. <laughs> That's Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Aaron Rodgers, Rizzo jammed his head into Tatis's thigh to cause a stiff neck reaching for the ball. I mean... So maybe can, don't put your head there, Rizzo. Can Fernando Tatis help it that his quads are like tree trunks? Like I don't, I don't think so. What is his head doing anywhere near that dude's thigh? Is the um, he was he was like he was reaching for it. I saw the play, and then he like he was like um stretching out to get to to get the get the ball. Um, but it didn't look like Fernando Tatis like ran into him, and that's what I feel like people were saying. Like I, it wasn't that sounds a, like Yankee fans being upset for no other reason. Yeah. Like. So I don't know. Typically Aaron's a, a rational Yankee fan. So, you know, um, Aaron holler at me and, and let me know. But, um, but yeah, so, but they're, yeah, they beat up on the Mariners. So I, at this point in time, I, it's almost like when the Yankees were playing the Rangers, I'm like, damn, who do I root for? Do I have to root for the Yankees? And then I kind of have to because they're beating the Mariners, which, you know, throws them down more. Um, but yeah, so Oof. we'll move on to the to the West. Okay, so I just saw the video. I had to go look it up. Uh-huh. I don't know what Tatis is supposed to do. Exactly. He's coming back to first with, with a play at first. If anything, they should be upset with the starting pitcher who led him into Tatis. Um, I don't know if it was, was, uh, was Seve still in then? Or was it a, was it a, I don't know if it was a bullpen. I want to say it was probably a relief pitcher. And at this point in time, they've just got so many random relief pitchers now that I'm all, can't keep them all straight. Cause they're all, they're still all getting hurt and not Tatis's fault. See, I told you Aaron was a, was a <laughs> rational Yankee fan. <laughs> Appreciate you, Aaron. Um, so, we're, we will end on um, American League because, you know, that's where that's where our home is. And we like our home. Um, like I said, Rangers, Rangers lead. Um, we're three games back. The Rangers record is 34 and 19 with a 642 winning percentage. Houston Astros 31 and 22 with a 585. Um, Seattle is 28 and 25. Uh, is the Yankee game over though, or is no, it the fifth inning? Okay, fifth inning. Okay, so but they are already at uh, eight, <clears throat> eight and eight and two, <laughs> guys. So you know, unless there's a miraculous comeback, which you know there may be, there may, there might could be, might could be. That's not a thing. <laughs> um, but that may that may happen. Probably not. But I don't know how sticky is Demon Demon Domingo Herman's hand is. I mean, you can tell by his K numbers. When they're high, he's normally super dirty. When they're low, he's normally super average. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Yankee fans were just giving Tatis crap all series from steroids, used to hitting a home run. Find it funny with A-Rod doing steroids. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. That was like like the most hypocritical thing ever. Uh-huh. Um, and good on Fernando Tatis, man. Like him kneeling and... um. <laughs> like directing conducting orchestrating yeah. yes the the boot ah uh, love it i was like yes lean into it lean into that fernando tatis jr um i have a question though aaron i need i need answered do we 
because IKF is playing out of his mind right now. And, and they wanted uh, him gone before the yeah. season started. And Aaron Hicks got DFA'd. So good on y'all that you finally DFA'd Aaron Hicks like two seasons too late, but whatever. I can't believe uh, how much money they're paying him not to play. Are, are we back on the IKF train? Are we okay with IKF? Do we not want him dead any longer? Because like literally people on Twitter were, were calling for IKF said, like literally, not just figuratively. Um, so I need to know, is, is IKF like back on the okay train? Because he hit a walk-off single the other day that won them the game. So I just, I'm just putting it out there. Um, <laughs> also, Judge. Where, where are we at with Josh Donaldson? Is he the bringer of rain? Are you looking forward to his return? Or is that like he needs to get strapped to a rocket and sent to the moon with Dusty Baker? I'm pretty sure he also needs to get strapped to a rocket. Did Judge Homer twice in this game already? I think so. There, wait, no, that's a double. I'm dumb. IKF double. Who is pitching? Is it Bryce Miller that was pitching for them today? Got lit up. Seattle Mariners. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was Bryce Miller that got lit up. Um, <clears throat> eight earned runs, three Ks, two home runs, and I don't know who the fuck the relief pitcher is. It's then <laughs> their relief pitcher is then. Not now, but then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole skit now. So, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, y'all lost Trevi though. Jose Trevino, their, their catcher, their main catcher, is also hurt. I don't remember how. But now Kyle Higashioka is playing out of his mind as well. I'm like, all right, Higgy, look at you going from not good and not playing to playing out of your mind. Yeah, but you know what's wild? So Higgy's playing out of his mind, right? Mm -hmm. You know what his batting average is? IKF, what his batting average is? It's a lot of there's a lot of ugly, a lot of it's ugly numbers. Ugly over numbers there. Yeah, you know OPSs. Aaron says, uh, as long as IKF Isaiah Kinderfalefa is not shortstop, he's playing exceptional. Love how he's taking the role of utility. As for Donaldson, I would like him to be DFA'd. Rather call up Peraza to add to the infield. Okay, I'm with that. Um, I have not watched I have not watched much Yankee baseball either. Um, I've been slacking on my on my baseball watching guys this this summer and kids being home from from school has just fucked up my baseball watching. <laughs> How just, dare they? I know I it's I, it's it it sucks having to like mom and it just I what do I look like, like a mother? I know I'm like I'm can I just watch baseball? Right like guys, just sit down and watch the baseball. And I'm like we don't want to. So. I need to get I need to get better at that. Anyways, so but yeah, so the uh, the Angels 29-26 and then the Oakland A's at 11 and 45. Poor Oakland. Um no, not poor Oakland. Fuck Oakland. Um no, that's not that's not the right attitude either. Somewhere Things are happening. It is 8 to 4. Julio Rodriguez singles on a ground ball to the right field. Oh. The Aaron oh. Judge, Taylor Trammell scores, Jose Caballero scores. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so just, uh, I mean, a couple more runs. A couple more runs. Here we go. Jared Kelnick has also been playing out of his mind. He's two for two tonight. Hey there. Look at you, Jared Kelnick. But uh, he's the last out, so. 
just kidding. That would have been awesome if he was like, if he just hit a two run blast right then. But so the Astros, I'm not talking about the Angels because, you know, it's this is not that podcast. The Astros, we swept the Oakland Athletics as we should have, right? But, you know, like I had been saying forever, don't be, just wait. Don't be surprised when the Oakland Athletics sweep us because who swept us last season? The only team to sweep it us was Oakland one Athletics. time, Susie. It's Oakland Athletics. It was one time. They were better last year than they are this year. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. Well, they disappointed you. Or maybe uh, they, they did didn't disappoint, disappoint me. You. They didn't disappoint me. Like, I'm very glad that we swept them, but we should have swept them. Okay. But then, like, but then, like, Astros fans are like talking all this shit. I'm like, guys, we swept the Oakland Athletics. Like, it's not that hard to do. I mean, it is kind of hard to do because it is, quote unquote, a major league team, but. Regardless, it's all kind of athletics. So then by that analogy, Atlanta Brave fans tonight are burning the A down. Yeah. Because. <laughs> as they should. As they should. Although I saw I saw one of those plays. And I'm like, Ronald Cooney Jr. just does not give a fuck right now. Like, he's, he's fucking tired. Like, he did not run to first. Mm. He could have. He could have. He could have legged it out. But they're tired. They're tired. So they're like, fuck it. We'll just give them this. We will just give them this. Um, oh, thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you. Aaron says, okay, bye, Susie. Just saw you were live. Wanted to stop by and say what's up. Aaron, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate sir. you, Aaron. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the Oakland Athletics swept the Oakland Athletics. The Houston Astros swept the Oakland Athletics. See, it's a Freudian slip there. And... Um, we hit how many? Seven? Seven home runs this last game? Yeah. We had been, I don't know, begging the offense to do anything <laughs> besides eat with out some run. Do yeah. something. Anything? Anything at all? No? Okay, cool. I mean, we did just enough, right, to win the first two games. Probably cool. Yes. But this, this, this last game, that that is the game that we anticipated, right? Like that's that's what I thought we were going to have the entire time. But I feel like maybe, maybe not, right? Like, so I, on the relevant app, said to Monica, <laughs> my host, my co-host over there, um, you know what? Like, the our boys were just being just very considerate. And they just didn't want to um, embarrass the Oakland A's. So, you know, we weren't going to put a hurting on them just yet. Like, we wanted to, to give, give them just a little, just a modicum of of dignity before we snatched it away and said, fuck your couch. Like, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> eh. And, you know, um, and you said it, Tom, it, the admin, Houston, Houston Astros Twitter, uh, got a little spicy, got a little spicy. It was not super spicy. Um, you know, tens of runs in front of tens of fans. <laughs> that was it. There was no, there was no picture of a broom. There was, no mention um of anything else that was just it it was a literal um statement about the score and how many fans were in attendance okay now people apparently <laughs> people apparently get very hurt over words on a depending on depending on who depending on who cuz Twitter was very, very animated today 
because I don't know if you saw this or not, but they took that tweet down. Yeah. No, I tweeted about it. I tweeted about it. That it got deleted. I'm like, what the? F- Why? So here's the thing, though, guys. Like, if if your feelings are going to get hurt over a random sports team, not even tweeting at you individually, uh, you should probably log off. You should probably delete Twitter, delete Facebook, delete (laughs) any other social media application and go outside. Read a book. Because if your feelings are that uh, paper thin and fragile, uh, that when a actual team, the team actual official Twitter tweets something as innocent as tens of runs and ten in front of tens of fans, and your feelings get hurt over that, just fuck all the way off just that's that's dumb i'm sorry that is dumb okay and oh all right see dumb see? he agrees he also <laughs> agrees okay um guys it's we weren't i wasn't going to talk about it i wasn't going to draw more attention to it because i in my heart in my heart of hearts i don't think it was an actual um thing but the Oakland A's broadcaster of 20 years literally said a a racial slur on the broadcast and got fired and there is more uproar over this stupid fucking tweet from the Houston Astros than there was of that of an actual issue how how what how because of the author and it's dumb it's absolutely dumb and what i thought was really bad what i thought was really you know i don't know what the right word is but you had people like like actual people reporters from houston reporters from other areas like come for the astros admin and i'm just like why like like somebody you know that that probably wouldn't have said anything any other way no, 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 that's that's wrong and insensitive and wrong and this and that. And I'm like, are you serious? There's no reason. There's no, like, you know, maybe, like you said, log off. Go play words with friends because you got no business being on a being on a, an app where there's there's some violence going on all the time. And, and mm-hmm. if you're not careful, you can get it. It'll come for you for no other reason than you were just being dumb in the street. And there's been yep. so much worse that is that it came out. The the I, we talked about it on our, our podcast where, you know, you had the the Yankees admin go at Baltimore, you know, mm-hmm. with the Taylor with the Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, gonna play, 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 play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Orioles. <clears throat> Orioles. Commendable troll job. One hundred percent. Chef's yes. kiss. And that's, and that's no worse, no worse. And everybody saw it. Ha They got them. The Oakland A's are trying to actively relocate their fucking ball club to Las Vegas. 
It's not mm-hmm. a secret. They've got renderings of the damn building outside. And you're upset because the Astros admin said, hey, there's not a whole lot of people in the building today. And the mm-hmm. Astros scored 10 runs. And that's your problem. Yeah. You, If you'd had that much vigor, if you'd had that much fight, maybe the team would not be leaving your city to go to another city, which nobody's talking about that. They're like, huh, all right, I guess we're yeah. out of here. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Well, and now people are now people are saying, well, it's not the fans fault. And and I'm like, look, I understand. Like it's, it is a double, double edged knife here. Okay. Like y'all don't want to come support the athletics because let's be really fucking honest. The, the talent on the field, not so great. Like, I don't, I don't think I would spend my hard earned fucking money on, on a, on a team where we're going to get shelled every fucking night. There's, there's a family of fucking possums that live in the <laughs> away uh, team broadcast booth. Okay. Like 95% of the Coliseum is in shambles. Okay. Like, yes, fans, I hear you. Okay. Like I understand. I also probably would not spend my hard earned fucking money to go to a game there. Okay. Um, so it is, it is a double, double edged, sword here where is it the fans fault that they're not coming kind of yeah because you know you're not going you're not going do i blame you for not going no i do not i don't because like i said the product on the field kind of sucks now for a while there it did not suck for a while there it was i mean y'all are winning like what 85 ish games 80 ish games right like when matt the mats were there and sean murphy was there like there was it was good. It was some good people, some good players, some good that stuff happened on the field, right? And so, I understand. I understand that you get a little hurt, but the fact that like you're this hurt over it, like, stop it, stop it, okay? And then when the same people are actively talking shit and actively saying that they hope that they throw at us, I'm sorry. What now? Like, how are you? How are you actively saying that this hurts your fucking feelings and that we should be so fucking ashamed and yet you are literally, literally condoning physical violence against our players? And I mean, let's let's fucking talk about physical violence, okay? Let's let's talk about physical violence for for a hot second here, okay? Now we all know that the you know the quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball, like if you show up, you know, if you show up our players, we're gonna throw at you. Okay? It may not you know, and you do it again, I'm going to throw it you again. All right. Like, so Jose Abreu, we all know, if you follow the Astros at all, um, has been, has been struggling, been, been the captain of the struggle bus, like just 200, what, 200 play appearances since like September of last year has not hit a home run. And I've been saying, look, guys, I don't care if he doesn't hit a home run, just as long as he doesn't ground into a fucking double play, just get some ribbies and we'll be okay, right? Deep down, I kind of wanted him to, you know, <laughs> up the power, okay? Up the slug number, sir. Up the slug number. On the um, on the outside, though, like, it's okay. It's okay. Jose, you don't have to hit a home run. This motherfucker hit a home run in the Coliseum for the first time this season. And it was fucking majestic. And it was magical. And you ter- you saw grown-ass men turn into little fucking boys over it and it was awesome it was fucking awesome so jose Abreu, if you if you haven't seen it by now you i, I don't know you probably would not be on social media then because jose Abreu hit the home run 
And as he as he realizes that it's going over the wall, he hits second base and he turns on the fucking jets. And just I think he said that it was like the fastest sprint speed home like from from uh from a home run trot or whatever um besides bobby wood jr no no he is the fastest there there's apparently somewhere that records it he passed him he's number one yes 17 (laughs) miles an hour or some junk like that around and and it was even before he had second he turned first and then all of a sudden it was a gallop all the way around (laughs) So much so that he almost made himself sick. He had like a dip in. He gets, he gets, all right, to, to finish the whole thing, not to steal your thunder, but he comes around, touches home, slides into his team with yes. a hook slide. Yep. They're, they're all jumping around like they won the friggin' World Series. It's 10 to 1. And the dude gets to the end of the bench, sits down, has to take his chew out because you can just see him hyperventilating. Right. He's like, I, I, I just gassed myself out. So get, get that man some oxygen. I hope right, they got some oxygen. <laughs> right. So, and this had nothing to do with Oakland. And mm, if Oakland was under a rock, they would still know that the guy's numbers on the back of his baseball card suck. Yeah. And that this was the biggest release off of his shoulders that he's had in what was it, 300 plate appearances or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he finally got it done. And yeah. nobody was more happy than his ball club which is the ultimate sign of like a team just like, look, we got you, homie. We got you. And they did that. You got yeah. Michael Brantley at the top rung in a sweatshirt who can't hit a baseball up there cheering. Like if they won the game off of that at bat, just an amazing, amazing all the way around. Um, for all the noise we talked about, Maldi not showing Yiner Diaz any love. He was up there showing all mm-hmm. the love. And, and for me, I think that, that's going to help Jose Abreu going forward more than anything. But then what happened after that is what have us ready to go to war on this fine podcast. Yeah. So next at bat, next at bat, motherfucker plunks him on 95 miles an hour on the arm. I'm sorry. What now? What the actual fuck guys? Like, and at the, at like the millisecond that it happened, I was like, Oh, Oh, hell no. And then, and then I realized that they were throwing at him, and I was like, "Oh fuck no, absolutely not." And then that picture, that picture of the dugout. I well, need, before I that, need a, I need a picture of that on a like on a shirt. Right, right. Before that, you could see Jose Abreu like look at the dude and start jawing at him, like, "Really, bro? This is what we're doing?" You know, and, and I would not, I would not, I would not want to talk shit to Jose Abreu, like he's, he's of all the guys. I mean, yeah, I besides like Jordan. yeah, yeah. There, there's like a top five of, of in the hierarchy of Astros guys that I'm not going to fuck around and find out with. No, it's like Jordan, Jeremy Pena, uh, <laughs> Jose Abreu, yeah. you know, Yiner Diaz. These guys are constructed. They're they're big fellas. Yes. They lift He's, weights. They're, he is you thick. know, like love Mauricio Dubon to death, but I'm probably squaring up with him. I'm probably <laughs> going, you know what? If I gotta pick one of these guys, that's the guy I'm going after. I'm not going after one of these big dudes. Just not yeah. doing it. Not smart. Not gonna lie though, I think I think Mauricio Dubon has got a lot of like deep seated rage on the I mean, inside. I think he's a he's I, a He's a Latino. That's that's kind of you know, 
I think Built the motherfucker in. could throw hands if if needs be. If needs be, I think I think he could. Um, I. So, but in that in that picture though, in that picture, I'm looking at like literally everybody, like just scanning scanning across and seeing everybody, and I'm all, it's not a dugout I want to fuck with. Not a dugout I want to fuck with. I would I would maybe I would maybe go fuck with Jake Myers. <laughs> oh that's, really? That's what, no, I'm not. I'm not messing with Jake. 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 Jake's a a decently sized human. No, no. Well, no, no, I mean, no, no. they're all well. Besides, besides our our, our short king, who I I'm think, prob- I think everyone. I, I, I quite honestly, I think everyone would like would shelter him. And Jose Altuve is like, what the fuck, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, I can take care of my own goddamn self, mm-hmm. you know. Um, although I do think that whoever squared up with Jose Altuve would probably be public enemy number one. Like. Don't ever, ever fucking come to Houston. Not ever, ever. Nope. Don't do it. Um, so. <laughs> don't go to Minnesota yeah. either. Correa might be waiting for you outside going, yo, I heard you fuck with my boy. You got to die true. now. <laughs> That's true. That's true too. Uh, I just, uh, like, how are you, like, it, it wasn't about y'all. Like, not at all in the least bit ever. And, like, have some feel, guys. Like, I realize that it it was the score was high like i i got it i understand but that wasn't it wasn't because of that like it was because of how poorly jose abreu had been this entire fucking season but you know it, it is what it is i guess uh cuz but the umpire immediately <clears throat> warning warning like didn't even warning i was like no, I want. I want to throw hands. I need. I need. I want. I want to throw hands. Let's go. Um, and then. All right. So in the group, which one are you? I'm Mauricio Dubon. <laughs> I'm Mauricio okay. Dubon. Like everyone, everyone would think that like they could take me. Fuck that. I'm scrappy as shit. Like you think, <laughs> you think you could take me because I'm five two. But no, no. Like I've got some deep seated rage, and it would be on. It would be on like you, you may get a couple in, but don't worry. I'm going to take you down. Like I'm scrappy as fuck. And this is why God realized that if he made me any fucking bigger, literally any fucking bigger or like taller. Yeah. I, at that point in time, um, I would be fighting everybody. Like if I was Shelby's height, because Shelby's a Shelby is thick, big like girl. thick was like, <laughs> three C's okay like she's like 510 I mean if I was built like Shelby I would literally be fighting fucking like fuck with me bro like just come on <laughs> say something I dare you this is why God God knew if he knew that's why I he made me tiny he made me five two because he knew that I would just be that that bitch just to talk all the fucking shit and then at this point in time, I'm like, mm, you know what? No, self-preservation is a good thing for me. Like, and I realize, I realize that um, I probably am going to get my ass kicked at some point in time if I say what I really want to say. And this is why I have not enrolled myself into like jujitsu because I would be that bitch <laughs> again. Well, for and me, I, I saw the whole picture. You got everybody standing up. You got, you got, obviously you got Jordan with the cup, like. I want it. And for me, I see the picture. I'm Jeremy Pena. He's kind of sitting down, like 
we can do this if you want. You're not going to like it, you know, but, but I don't think you really want to do this. Jeremy's body language is like, y'all really don't want to do this with us right now. This is a mistake for y'all. You got, you got the big man standing over here to my right. You know, the dude that y'all just threw at, you probably don't want nothing to do with him. Anybody that's got an extra knot in the beard, you know, that's like, you know, there's like part Viking in him or something like right. he's, he's really ready to die for this. You know, yeah. that, that's what makes you do that with the, with the beard thing. Like, that's not a normal look. No, no. Anyone that has enough, uh, enough riz to uh, pull that off. Yeah. One, 1,000% 1, you are, you are correct, Tom. Um, FYI, I am old as fuck. I should not be using the word riz and I'm using that, um, <laughs> not ironically, because that's actually what it means. But for the old people that don't know what riz means, it's short for charisma. That's what the children are calling charisma. And that's just fucking stupid. But just in case you have teenagers or children around you and they are using the term Riz, now you know. Now you know what that means. Um, but if you are an if you are like a middle-aged person, you should probably not be using Riz. Don't just don't do it. It's not good. It's it's cringy. It's cringe. I can't wait for my children to be old enough for me to embarrass. I'm so excited about it. But at this point in time, they're eight. And um I I'm there. I'm their whole whole world and nothing I can do right now at this point in time can embarrass them yet. Although I'm trying very hard. <laughs> very, very speaking hard. speaking of embarrassed, how do you think a led Miss Diaz felt in the other dugout? He's seeing this whole thing going on going, guys, please, <laughs> please no. Like, like I want nothing to do with any of this. Like this is a mistake. Like right. You know, you I know, know every last one of those guys personally, this well, is not I mean, what we're doing. I think him and Tony Kemp both are like, y'all don't want to do this. Like, don't, mm -mm. no, you don't want to do it. And so I think, I think if shit went down, they'd be like the two motherfuckers, like in, like pulling people off, like mm -hmm. go sit down, like mm -mm. sit your ass down, like youngin, <laughs> mm -mm. go. Um, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Although I think Ramon Laureano would just be all up in there. I didn't, I totally forgot about that 2020 scruffle, kerfuffle totally forgot about it and i was like look at you dustin garneau totally forgot that you are badass too legend and uh that that other kerfuffle was that was that maldi i think so was it or was it castro like i didn't i think it was i think it was maldi it looked it looked too thick to be jason castro too many so. c's for castro <laughs> too, many, too many c's <laughs> um but yeah you just i there's there's too many Latin guys on this team to fuck with guys. Like I don't I don't think you understand. Cubans. Guys, not little Latins, big ones. Just a it's a whole it's a whole other like genre. Genre is not the word I want to use. Um <laughs> category of humans you don't want to fuck with, right? Like just it's like I don't know, it's like fucking with the White Sox. I don't think you want to fuck with the White Sox lineup either. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. not a lineup you want to scrap with. Um Ryan Noda, I'm sorry, sir. Brent Rooker, I mean, they're nothing against y'all, but but you some white boys, like y'all don't know fucking shit. And Estuary Ruiz is a little bitty guy. He's yeah. so little. Really quick. Yeah, but not. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe you could catch Sands. Maybe he's like one of those speed boxers, like just you know, like I didn't know that the speed bag was as hard as it was, and I was like, that's really fucking easy. It's not. Nope. I'm like, tell me you don't know fucking shit about sports or hand-eye coordination. It's me. 
that thing will humble you real quick. Um, so yeah, um, we swept, we swept the A's, uh, we lost to the Minnesota Twins today. That hurt. That hurt a lot. Not going to lie. The way in which they lost hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they would have lost four to one before the Altuve slam, you could have just chalked it up to, Hey, the kids were out there pitching. JP France was pitching, you know? They're, they're in the middle of this, or not in the middle, but towards the beginning of this 17-game straight. And I and I, I need Astro fans to understand that that's a lot of baseball. And mm-hmm. you're without, just, a, without a day off, y'all. Without not getting any off. days off. Home, road, home, road. Like, you're on a plane, off a plane. Like, that's hard to get up for every day. So guys need to understand that they're just going to be games. Mm-hmm. They were they were literally on the, on the, the West Coast 24 hours prior. And mm-hmm. then now they're back and in their home ballpark. Yeah. And a, a, a day game at that. Like, it's not even, you know, and I, we, quite honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm really fucking surprised that we scored any runs. Okay. Like, we all know double digit curse. We scored, we scored 10. Fuck. I 1000% believed that Sonny Gray was going to throw a complete game shutout today. Wouldn't even be fucking surprised by it. Okay. And for the most part, for the most part, we kind of did. Um, he came out at what 85 pitches, 88 pitches, I think. Which was really weird. Like, I almost felt like if I'm the twins fans, I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This this offense went bananas yesterday, and this guy's dealing. Why on earth would you get into a bullpen and give them any chance to see somebody that they could hit? Yeah. And- so well, I want to say that I th- I think at that point it was what the seventh inning? Mm-hmm. Eighth inning? Seventh inning. Um, and he had walked one, walked one and then single. So I think maybe it was like a case by case or player by player basis. And then, you know, Rocco Baldelli was like, okay, let's, 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 uh, let's hook you out. Um, but then Jose Altuve, I, did you watch, did you see the grand slam? Did you see? I did. Okay. So my question to you. Tom about Jose Altuve's at bat takes a ball away. Okay, ball one, cool. Then the next two pitches, fastballs, almost cookie pitches. Like I was like, what are we doing, Jose Altuve? Are we just we're just gonna take those? Okay. And then the third or the fourth fourth pitch puts one into the Crawford boxes, and I was like, oh. So my in my head, I'm like, did you not see the fastball well? Did you want to see another fastball? Were you hoping, were you going to spit on these two fastballs and hope that he was going to throw you another one? And you were trying to outthink the pitcher? And you're like, maybe, maybe I can get him to think that I'm not seeing the fastball well. Maybe he'll throw me another fastball. And then parks it into the Crawford boxes. And so I was like, are you spitting on those? I need to know. Like, I need to know his his mindset at that, at that. So Altuve is one of the hardest guys to figure out because he's so used to being an early aggressive dude. Right. Mm-hmm. So then when, when he doesn't go early and then like you said, he takes a couple. Now you're just sitting there going, well, shit, what do I do? <laughs> like, do I nibble? Do yeah. I, do I, do I try to you know, let him get himself out? And then I guess in their infinite wisdom, they go, nah, fuck that. 
let's just go at him, you know? Right. How, strength on strength. And, and I mean, the pitch was up. It was elevated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. Like, but it that's was probably, it that's probably the, the, the last place you want to go without Tuve because anything up in the zone, he attacks it. So I think mm-hmm. they just missed. I think if they were going to throw him that, that third fastball, it should have been low, low. and they missed mm-hmm. up and he just. Yeah. So on that, that was, that was kind of, I was like, well, cause the, the first, the, the second and third pitch, they weren't right next to one another, but they were, I mean, it was almost, almost exact spot. So you're, I'm like, Hmm. And so I was, I was like, I, I'm choosing to believe that Jose Altuve was like, I'm going to outthink you now. I'm going to make you think that I'm not seeing this, this high fastball that you're throwing me. Cause it was like what? 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's what I'm going to make you think. And then, and then I'm going to make you throw me another one. Like challenge me with it one more time. See if I can swing over top of it. Jose Altuve doesn't miss. Now I will say that I, I was a little, not, sh- not surprised, maybe a little saddened that Jose Altuve got his first home run before Jose Abreu, but you know, whatever. Everybody got their, got their home runs. For me, the short King is, is that dude for a reason. Like if anybody thought he was just going to show up and struggle, you obviously haven't been watching him for his entire career where all he does is hit. Like the dudes had more issues defensively than he ever thought about offensively. So he could hold the damn bat. You knew he was going to hit. You know, he's just been too good for too long. Had how many seasons of 200 hits? So Altuve was never going to struggle with the bat in my mind. And it was just like, like literally two weeks in, here he is just doing what Altuve does. And this is what's going to make him, in my mind, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, the, 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 the pitch sequence thing that you were talking about, though, I picked up the game, his, his at bat before that. Okay. And he took a ton of pitches. And I think that was his, like, today, that was just what he was going to do. Some days he gets up there and he may see five pitches and four at-bats. And it's like, well, that's Jose. Today, he got to a 3-1 count, then took 3-2, you know, then then I think he walked or, or I think he walked the at-bat before. Yeah, I know it was a full count because it was 3-1 and he he dotted him up inside and, uh, he he was halfway to first, and the dude, you know, was like, "Oh, strike!" So, well, and I um, I want to give a shout out to JP France, though. I mean, we like the the score does not reflect, quote unquote, like how well JP France did. Because quite honestly, I'm not expecting a complete game shutout from from JP France. Okay, and the I mean, three runs that he gave up in the third inning, um, it was. Strikeout, strikeout, a walk to Carlos Correa, and a little single to Alex Kirilov. And that single, I mean, it was not, it wasn't even in the zone. Like, he, like he, he had, Alex Kirilov had to, like, go out of the zone to, like, get that ball, right? So, now you got to, and then Royce Lewis comes on, and um, it hit the foul pole, y'all. The home run hit the foul pole. Like, that is, that's pain. <laughs> like, I, I was not actually watching the, the, um, the at bats because I was like listening to it and making a cake with my kids. Um, so but I was like, did they just say that it hit the foul ball? And I had to like go back and like watch. Yes. Like that is pain. And I was thinking that it was like some like thundering 
like distance home run. No, no, no. It was like the foul pole. <laughs> so it wasn't like a, it was just, it was not, not great. Right. Any but other like, day it's a long foul ball and he go, goes on to roll the one over to yeah. second base. And it just, it, I mean, you know, it hurt. So you're like, damn it. Um, but yes, uh, Altuve walked in the bottom of the third and then, and then, but I mean, three runs, like, again, that's what I would expect. I mean, he kept us in the game, but our bats, our bats, guys, our bats, they're cold. They're very, very cold. And then Seth Martinez came in and then, you know, allowed, um, Allowed another run. Yeah. Yes. And then um, Kyle Tucker got a, in the bottom of the seventh, got a double and then Jose Bree walked. And that's, I think that's where we, we picked it up at because like then Brock Stewart replaces Sonny Gray and you're all, Oh, <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> um, then Jake Myers got called out on a strike. Mauricio Dubon singled. Martin Maldonado struck out swinging and that was the second out. And I, y'all, I prayed to the baseball gods that Martin Maldonado was just going to get the one out. I'm like, please, for the love of God, just get the one out. Just get the one out. Don't ground into a double play. Don't ground into a double play, please. And he did. Just got the one out. And then that majestic, majestic grand slam. And it was beautiful. And then Hector Neris came in. We're like, yes, Hector Neris, good job, guys. At what point do you think Jorge Lopez hit Jordan Alvarez on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. He was wild, wild. Like he almost got Bregman. He was all over the place. So when you see that, I don't think he purposely did it. Just because he had, he was, he was losing command both ways. Unless you assume he was just throwing at Astros hitters down or yeah, down a run. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know. But I mean, like, maybe. I mean, because we had just hit the Grand Slam. I don't know. For all my conspiracy theories, I don't actually think that Jorge Lopez was throwing at Jordan Alvarez. But if you think so, holler at me. Let me know. Talk to me <laughs> in the comments. Talk to me on Twitter. Let me know. Um, but yeah, so then Ryan Presley comes in. Ryan Presley pitched yesterday, guys. Mm-hmm. And it was not a quick, quick outing for Ryan Presley yesterday. So he came in today, struck out Joey Gallo, and then, <laughs> and then a single to Kyle Farmer. And then a strikeout of Korea and then a walk to Alex Kirloff. And none, I don't know what was happening with that walk to Alex Kirloff. I guess they just really wanted, they were trying to get Alex Kirloff to swing because none of those balls were remotely even close. So at this point in time, I'm like, this is where I wish that I understood pitching, I guess, a little bit more and like setting up pitchers or setting up batters um because i'm like why why what are we doing because literally five pitches and four of them were balls like and not even close 
and then so, Royce Lewis again with a fucking single. So I can speak to that a little bit. Um, with Presley in particular, his uh, his curveball is really effective into left-handed batters. So ideally what you want to do or what you see him try to do, not what I want to do, but what you see him try to do mm-hmm. is bury that thing in, get guys okay. to swing over the top of it, and then to change, you know, eye level or to change whether they're, where they're looking in or out, you'll see him use his fastball up, his fastball out to try to get guys looking out over the plate and then have that pitch come in and they swing over the top of it. Okay. So that's that's kind of how I feel like he sets up hitters. He'll start them off with that and then, okay, I'll show you it, but then I'll go elsewhere and then I'll come back to it. Or he'll start away and then come back to it later on in the at-bat. But the goal, I, I believe that 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 hook is his put-away pitch. You see so many people, Correa, when he got Correa to swing over the top, mm-hmm. that was the pitch, you know, into him, started, you know, middle in and then just dives down and, and you swing over the top of it. So I think that's what he tries to do more often than not is to get to that pitch. But when he gets behind hitters, then it kind of changes his, his process because now I have to come into, I have to come into the zone a little bit. I'm not going to get them to nibble on that. Sometimes he'll throw that hook over for a strike. And when he does that, then, you know, he's more effective, I guess that way. Mm-hmm. But when he's got to when he's got to throw a fastball at you, as you saw, it's something that somebody can handle. Somebody can hit right back up the middle. All right. Well, so the Alex Kirloff walk. I mean, it started. It was a first ball uh, was an eighty nine mile an hour slider. Second ball was an eighty two mile an hour curveball. Third ball, literally uh, eighty nine point seven mile an hour slider, and then the fourth ball was a curveball um, high strike. Not high strike, but like in the zone strike. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, so I mean three three one, and then the last one was a curveball down away at eighty two and a half. So, so like so what I was getting at, what I was talking about was the slider in uh-huh. the hook down and away. Okay. So I believe those are the two bread and butter pitches for for Presley. Okay. And then uses the fastball strategically to get ahead, but then a lot of movement with the slider, a lot of movement with the hook. And when he gets behind, that's when I think he becomes less effective with those pitches. Normally you see him, he comes right in strike one, strike two, sometimes get over fastball. And then he starts messing with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, And then Royce Lewis, the uh, the hero of the game, I guess. (laughs) Um, That, ball for this that that was an actual ball that he hit 90 mile an hour slider away and just far enough in for a fucking single to tie up the game so now it's five five and then you wander on comes in jesus christ guys i no nope (laughs) no absolutely not that that is a scary motherfucker on the mound because he is literally throwing 105 miles an hour, his fastball, dotting you up. And then in the same at-bat can throw an 86-mile-an-hour curveball. I think his slowest curveball that he threw at that in that at-bat um, was like 89, maybe. 
89 on 89 mile an hour curveball. So Jose, the first at bat was Jose Abreu. Um, first, <laughs> first pitch, 103 fastball. Second pitch, ball, 103. In, in at you. <laughs> no, sir. Nope. <laughs> uh, third, third ball, 102 mile an hour that Jose Abreu fouled off. Fourth ball, 99.3 mile an hour splitter. Fifth ball that he fouled off, 102, almost 103. Sixth, should have been called a strike, was an 89 mile an hour curveball. And then the seventh was a 104 mile an hour fastball that Jose Abreu hit for a single. So, I mean, good for Jose Abreu that I guess is getting a signing back because how the fuck do you time up a 104 mile an hour fastball? Um, but also, maybe we go get our eyes checked, Jose Abreu. I'm just saying. Maybe. Not for, like, not specifically because of that, I bet. I'm just saying, like, overall. Um, there I, don't was think, a... I don't think it was a, a, an eye thing for Jose Abreu personally. I think he had a mechanical issue. I forget who put it out there. I think it was one of the Apollo guys or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where they had a breakdown from last year to this year. And they were talking about his back foot being very uh, active Mm -hmm. where when Jose Abreu was really good, really quiet with his back foot. You know what I mean? It wasn't shifting like left and right. It was just planted. And then he's just able to drive the ball. You saw the Homer. I, I made the time to see that planted, you know, not, not shifting around in the box at all. Drove the ball. This this 104 mile an hour fastball that he hit, mm-hmm. you know, short compact swing, not a whole lot of movement, not trying to not trying to lift the ball, just trying to drive through it. I think he was trying so hard to lift the ball that he was chopping at it, and his normal mm-hmm. swing would be just through the ball and elevating it. So, gotcha. Okay. I don't think I, I think batting the 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 batter's eye has a lot to do with it for some hitters. Mm-hmm. You just see guys that just hit so much better in one ballpark that the other. And it's just like, you see it coming out of the pitcher's hand. And for whatever reason, whatever's behind it just makes it bigger. You know what I mean? Right. Where maybe minute may just feels funky. Maybe he's looking at the big ass H behind the dude instead of the baseball. Right. I don't know. But, right. Um, yeah. So again, I can't, I can't get mad at anybody that struck out against you on because literally a hundred and 105 miles an hour guys. Um, so Jeremy, or excuse me, not Jeremy, Jake Myers. I have to tip my cap, Jake Myers. It pains me to say this. Chaz McCormick will always be my center fielder, but Jake Myers, you are doing the damn thing. I don't, I'm not saying that with my chest though, because <laughs> I can't. Will not. I can't do it. I can't. Um, uh, but he is, he is looking more like 2021 Jake and not deer in the headlights, Jake. And I will commend him for that. He However, got Cade in the was it was was it when the reliever came in, and that thing was at least two inches off the plate, and got Cade up, and I felt so bad for him because here's a dude who's trying so hard to you know be better disciplined at the plate because he was striking out a lot when he was mm-hmm. struggling, and he took a pitch that was off the plate and just got rung up, and it was like. Of all the people that doesn't need to happen to, Jake Myers is that dude. Yeah, that was it was in the bottom of the seventh when he did that. Yep. And the first two, um, swing, swing strike, fouled off, and then the third strike, 
I was mad. I was like, damn it. Stupid umpire. Now the umpire was dumb. Umpire was dumb on this game. <laughs> but umpire's mainly dumb. Anyways. Um, but okay, so for all for all the shit that we talk about, Dusty Baker and not pinch hitting for Martin Maldonado. Um, you could have knocked me over with a fucking feather when in the ninth. Martin Maldonado got pulled for Yainer Diaz. Now, I am battling with myself and saying I want to give Dusty Baker credit for pulling Martin Maldonado and pinch hitting him. But I think a little part of me is kind of reveling in the fact that <laughs> no one's going to fucking hit you on Ron. So just throw the rookie in there. Let him look like a fool. And that's <clears throat> kind of what I think. I don't actually think. I kind of do actually think it. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't, though. That's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah. Because if you want him to do the things. Oh, no, I do. I do. But I think Dusty Baker secretly doesn't. And so no, he's no, no, no. Throw I'm, not about, I'm not talking about Yiner. I'm talking about Dusty. If you uh -huh. want him to pinch hit for Maldi, then he should. That was the move. Doesn't matter who the pitcher was. Doesn't matter who it was. You don't think he relished in it just a little bit more than it's Yuan Ron? Because no. Yuan Ron rung, rung Yiner Diaz up the last time we played the Twins as yeah. well. But at that point, Yainer hadn't seen live pitching in like 12 days, and there was just no there was no getting around that one. Yainer I'm, had seen pitching, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Dusty the benefit of the doubt for two reasons. One, we we want to strap him to a rocket when he does do it. This is true. This is true. I'll, and then I'll, I'll tip my cap. And then two, you just pointed to the fact that he just saw him the last time they saw each other. So if all the people that would have had a look at this guy, this would have been another. This would have been the second time the Yiner got a chance to face him. That's fair. so. That's that fair. is where Dusty's managing properly. Going, hey, I got to do with some familiarity. He's seen him a little bit. He's the better hitter. I need to play him now. If you would have told me that Dusty did not go get him, and you would have been like, no, no, no. I didn't want I didn't want I didn't want Yiner out there against this dude because he throws 105 miles an hour. I would have said, Susie, you're fucking up because Dusty should have put him in because he saw him before. So we have to be able to go, Dusty, you did your job correctly, sir. I would appreciate uh, it if you keep doing that, sir. Well, yeah, a uh, fine, fine, whatever. However, um the locked on twins. <laughs> Twins. Host, yeah, lockdown twins. Don't look anything like each other. <laughs> no, stop it. The lockdown twins, um, uh, podcast host. We follow each other on Twitter, and in the seventh, the bottom of the seventh, um, when when Martin hit for himself, he tweeted, um, "Does anyone else find it weird that Martin didn't get pulled for anybody else?" <laughs> And you he were doing that. everything. And, uh, <laughs> no, and I I replied. And I tweeted back at him. Absolutely not. Uh, no, Maldi loves. And I mean loves Martin Maldonado. And at no point in time would he have pulled him here. No point in time. 
nope, nope. Um, wouldn't it make sense for people to get pulled for a better hitter? That's not what he's gonna do. But in the bottom of the ninth, that's when he's gonna do it. Like bottom of the ninth, but not not at the bottom of the seventh. No, there's 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 more innings that can be played that Martin Maldonado needs to be there. And he just he was like, Really? Well, so other one, other people ahead. are like, wait, why why is your catcher why is your catcher hitting with the runners in the scoring the positions this late in the innings? Why? It was also four to one too. I think I think you're not hoping for that guy to hit a three run bomb. You're hoping for him to move the line. I mean, seventh. but there were runners on. I mean, there was there was there was. The one so, thing I do wonder, and I wonder if this becomes a thing. I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hate everything if it does. Oh, dear. If they come out and they say that Abreu and Yiner got crossed up, and that's why he served up that dong on the first pitch in the 10th. Brian Abreu. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I was like, there's multiple Abreu's. Hold yeah. on. We were just talking about Jose Abreu. And that's no, 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 no. In my head, in my head I'm all. Because Niner running first, after Jose Abreu? Okay, I got it. I got it. My okay. first thought when, when the 10th the inning happened, I was like, okay, Brian's in. That's awesome. And then he looked horrible. Not and so I was bad. like, this is not good for Niner Diaz. Like, it's not. Like, but then, then it mean he got his shit together and pitched like the Brian Abreu. But that was by then the damage was done and the game was over. Yeah, but like, how many times? How many times are are both relievers shitting the bed? How many times are is Brian Presley and Brian Abreu now like off? Now, like I said, Ryan Presley had pitched yesterday, and it was not like a easy one two three. Okay, I think he put I think I think he threw like 25-ish pitches yesterday. Now we know we know Brian Presley is not the most sharp on back-to-back days. Right? Like he's unfortunately he's best when he's when he gets rest in between. But it is what it is, right? Now Brian Brady's last inning though, Brian Brady's last inning was a little iffy as well so i don't know if he had remnants of that going through his head um i don't however want to put this on yiner for brian abreu to be wild because i mean really at the end of the day the pitchers the pitcher's the one throwing the goddamn ball guys like yiner it, did not take it from him right like <laughs> uh, I hope at the, I hope at the end of the day, they chalked us up to hey Presley had a bad day, and anything that happened after that shouldn't have happened because ninety nine percent of the time he closes that door, yeah. and we're we're not talking about it. Yeah. But you put some guys in some unfamiliar positions, you know. If they really, in my in personal opinion, if they really didn't want to go to Presley, or if they they would have felt like Presley wasn't the guy. Yeah. I would have much rather Abreu came in immediately after uh, Seth. And yeah. then it would have been Neris, who's closed before, mm-hmm. who would have been able to close it out. And then you're going, well, 
Presley wasn't available. He pitched the day before because Naris was nails. He looked yeah. great. And I think Naris is used to pitching a ton of innings. If you go back and look at him, he's always been a high work guy. Now, yeah. sometimes he gets beat up a little bit, but I think that's every reliever. That's just the life they live. You know, you pitch one inning, you give up two runs, your ERA looks like 10. Yeah. So, but Naris has been really good. Like I was thinking, why didn't go like Seth to like Phil mm-hmm. to Naris? Like that's that was where my mind kind of wandered. I guess I was like, why is Brian to bring you out? Like I mean, high leverage. I get it. Like I don't. When you see the high leverage situations, you're not thinking Phil Maton is going to be the guy. But like this season, Phil Maton has been the guy like so i i don't know that but it you know it is what it is and like and i've seen people like shooting on ryan presley i'm like guys like ryan presley has been like really fucking good like i don't think he's blown a save in since like last season i mean like i mean i'm talking like far back last season like possibly like that yankee game where he shit the bed like last season that was in like what july so don't 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 hate on ryan presley don't hate on brian abreu although rafael montero like you you stay away from the later innings for a while just and i mean they did they used him they used him in the 10-1 game he came out he pitched great i think with if we're gonna talk about montero which we should because Mm -hmm. ideally he would have been available because this is a guy that in the past has been able to pitch in high leverage. He's closed games for the Astros when Presley was down last year. I think we need him to get right. He yeah. needs he needs to be back to that dude because in a perfect world, if Presley was down, Abreu or Montero would have closed. Right yeah. now you can't trust him. So the, there needs to be some sort of method to get him back there. Yeah. Um like I said, clean sixth, clean seventh. Give us if shit hits the fan, we got we got a couple of innings to like try and get back. Okay, Montero, you get the clean sixth and seventh innings for a little bit. Just get your confidence back up till until until shit can happen again. But it is it is what it is, guys. Like our our bats need to wake up. There's just no, there's no two ways around it. Like our pitching, like while we're whining about it, has given up the least amount of runs overall in the entire league. So, Team ERA is like second or third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, our bats, however, like way down on the list, guys. Like way down. Like out of thirty teams, I want to say we're probably like twenty fourth. It's not a, it's not a good look. Not a good look. So, An Astros fan in general just need to calm the fuck down. There, there's there's a large group of incredibly spoiled Astros fans that just do not remember the dark days and just choose to believe that the Astros have never lost and they've just been great for six years. And it's like, they're the, the this is gonna happen. Like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I only know the good Astros, so um, I'm gonna need them to step the fuck up. Okay. Like, um, yeah. I got news for you. Vegas has them at 92 wins, which is awesome considering they started 16 and 17. And before the season even started, they were only projected for 95 wins. And that cost them, I think, four games. Then they went nuts for two weeks, won 
14 of 17 games and now they're back up to like 95 wins. So if you do the math, a third of the time they're going to lose. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Not so a, math a game like no. this, I Not know, I know. I did the math for you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, a game like this, you're, you're proud of your team for scrapping. You're, you're proud of your team from Sunday. Sunday great pitched a great game. Yes. They still did. found a way to get into that bullpen and to turn the game to their favorite. Now they didn't finish it, but at four to one in the sixth inning, you're going, this game's over and turn yeah. it off. And then they fuck around and score four runs. Then it's like, all right, you close it up, but you just got to tip your cap to the, to the twins. They wanted a little bit more. Duran is a friggin' monster. They allowed it to get to him. If you allow it to get to him, he does Duran things. He throws a hundred million miles an hour. Yep. Good yeah. Tomorrow. So, um, well, maybe not, maybe not tomorrow either. I don't know. Joe Ryan, uh, Joe Ryan has also been very good for them. So, um, Joe Ryan, I want to say has like a two something year, like maybe like a two and a half year. Um, so he also very good. Uh, I don't remember what we did against him last time out or if we even saw him. Um, yeah, we did, I think, because Sonny Gray was the first guy. So, but yeah, I, guys, if we, if we don't, it, it won't be the end of the world. I, I, I realize it may feel like the end of the world, but it won't be. Okay. Um, so, we have got the twins and then the angels come into town, I believe. Right. Am, am I a crack? I mean, I may be, but yeah. So well, you're, you're right. Twins, twins for three. Um, and then angels for four and then Toronto for four and then Cleveland for three and then an off day. So at this point in time, I mean, it's, it's going to be a slog. There's just, there's no two ways around it. It's going to be a slog. Um, odds are we're going to face Shohei. Um, probably Patrick Sandoval. I'm trying to think of their actual rotation. There's the other guy that I always think is Andrew Heaney. That's not Andrew Heaney. <laughs> <laughs> but looks um, like him though, right? Yes. Well, in my head, apparently, apparently in my head, g generic white guys all look the same because, hi, Dylan Cease and Spencer Strider. Um, also, Hunter Pence, Dallas Braden. See? So a lot of the Astros have only seen Joe Ryan once. But what I can tell you is they've all hit him. So. Like our current Astros? Yeah. There's, these aren't like George Springer, Carlos Gray numbers? Jose Altuve is one for three with a walk. Uh, Alex Bregman, one for four with a double. Uh, Maldi, one for four with a single. Uh, let's see, Jeremy Pena, one for four with a single. Jordan's got a homer against him. Okay. So Abreu's got a double against him. Uh, Chaz has got a single. Like, a lot of one for fives, but they've all hit them. Okay. Okay. And well, on the other so, side, Belak's numbers are pretty good against a lot of these guys. Gallo's got a single. I, 
I'll set my cap to Brandon Belak. Because, quite honestly, I was expecting him to get blown the fuck up. However, he pitches into and out of a lot of traffic. And he makes me very nervous. <laughs> All the nervousness is, is, okay? Like, he loads the bases quite frequently. Like, way mm -hmm. more than is comfortable level. But then he worms his way out of it somehow. So good on you, Brandon Belak. Good on you. My fear is tomorrow feels like a Correa day. Like I feel like he's gonna do something. I just I don't know why. It just it just does. I um I think I said don't be a hero, Correa, forty three times today. Like when the <laughs> when there was like two on in the I don't know eighth ninth there was some, I was like literally chanting. It was my mantra. Don't be a hero, Korea. Don't be a hero. And then he struck out swinging. I was like, yes, thank you. I mean, so, um, don't, don't freak out, Astros fans. Don't freak out. It's going to be a long, it's a long season. It's a long season. And we're a third of the way through it, a quarter of the way through it. I don't do math. I'm not that kind of Asian, guys. I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> but we may not win as, as many games as we did last season. And that is okay. Okay. Um, literally, literally the Philadelphia Phillies wormed their way into the playoffs, winning like what, 82 games, 84 games last season. So chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Okay. That's, that is the overwhelming message that I need to remind myself and at you as Astros fans. Fingers crossed that we win, though, tomorrow. Because, you know, we all want to win. So, um, I think with that, I think we're going to close the show. Because we've been talking for two hours. I really I really wanted to end the show at, like, 1.30. But there was just, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Because we needed to talk about Jose Abreu getting thrown at. Um, but, yeah. I think we're going to end the show. Tom, do you have any other pearls of wisdom that you would like to share with the class? I mean, really just echoing what you said, 17 games in a row is not any small thing. I know, I think the, the, the level of competition gets easier once you get past the Angels, but you're going to have to show some patience. They're going to need some days off. You know, they need to get some guys back. We'll see if they get some guys back. I know there's a potential for a six-man rotation with Brunel Blanco. You guys need to understand that this guy's pitching AAA right now. He may or may not be great. If the if they finish this 17 game, you know, over 500, chalk it up as a win and keep it moving. Right now where the Astros are, in a great position to walk down the Rangers just by facing them head to head. Right. They don't have to do anything crazy. They could be even and then get it done head to head. So, don't feel like the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers. I mean, you can, but they still got to play us. They still got to play the Astros. And that's when I think the silver boot gets decided and then you'll know exactly who's winning this division. Well, so after the four games with Toronto, we hit Cleveland for three, then an off day, then Washington for three, Cincinnati for three, and then the New York Mets for three. Uh, another off day, then we run into the Dodgers, then the Cards, and then the Rangers at the end of June. So a mishmash of 
teams that could be hot and teams that could be not. Like I expected the bets to be way better than they are. Um, I expected nothing out of the Cincinnati Reds and currently the Cincinnati Reds are playing out of their minds. So it is what it is at this point. The Washington Nationals are actually kind of good. Not like kind of good, but like kind of <laughs> kind of okay. They're good like for where they should be. Better than what I expected, honestly. So um, with that, we're going to close the show. Uh, we appreciate all of the five-star reviews. I got another five-star review, Tom. I'm very excited. We went from 13 to 14. Hooray! So um, if you have not already given the show a five-star review, please do so. I would very much appreciate it. There is currently... now in my Spotify account, which is, hey, now we're getting, we're getting up there. Um, If you have not downloaded the relevant app, you should also do that. R-E-L-E-V-N-T. I am on there. Tom is on there. You can watch shows with us. Um, I think that's it. Subscribe, like, share, rate. Five stars. Give Tom a good rating too. Get give Tom a good rating. Give the Astros baseball podcast a good rating. Be like you're like an Uber driver, Tom. Like give Tom a good rating. Um, please tip your, there you go. Please tip your not Shelby. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so yeah, because you know, like I said, just listen to the podcast over and over again. Like if there's not if there's nothing on, just put it on mute on like your laptop and just keep playing it over and over. Like I would appreciate that. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, you could if you really want to. Um, but with that, I think we're going to close the show and say goodnight. I think Monica and I have the Friday night game against the Angels. Um, when are y- y'all? Are you Sunday? Saturday, Saturday and Sunday? Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Um, so you can join us on the relevant app. We talk a lot of shit. We drink a lot of drinks. Um, and a little bit more, uh, a little, well. I'm the same person. I'm the same person here or there. Um, so the one thing I would say is we allow you to talk your shit. Yes, There's a little true. microphone button. You can totally get up there with us. Speak your piece. Be seen if you want to be seen. It can be yep. your little avatar. It can be your camera. You know, we're, we're going to definitely chop it up with uh, you in the chat. And we don't discriminate. You can be a fan of whoever you want to be a fan of. We got a guy in there that's a Dodgers fan that will talk Dodgers baseball till he's blue in the face. And we we welcome it. We have no problem with that at all. You do not have to be an Astros fan to come kick it with us. You can be a Twins fan and come kick it with us if you'd like. We won't hate you for it. No, nope. We won't nope. root with you, but we will root with you. Yeah. So, if, yeah. And they started this relevant um, app, which is moving to pro sports fanatic at some point in time. I think next week, the week after. Yeah, I think so. so sometime um but we'll we'll holler at you and let you guys know um basically the relevant app has a bunch of these chat rooms essentially so like lots of different categories and whatnot pro sports fanatic obviously just sports so they started with the astros and um eventually all of the fan bases will have some sort of teams like this so if you are a fan of other teams um come join in over here in the astros and kind of dip your toe in see what it's about. And then like when they're ready for the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the White Sox, all of those fun teams, um, they eventually, like I said, will get teams from all of those fan bases. Um, so, you know, it may or may not be you. Who knows? But uh, I think with that, we will say goodnight and yay, baseball and broadcast. <laughs>